Nice buns, soft, fluffy, and ultra low net carbs. Discover Hero Bread, the delicious ultra low net carb bread with incredible taste and texture. Hero Bread has zero grams of sugar and is under 100 calories per serving. Plus, high in fiber with 5 to 10 grams of protein per serving. Order from Hero.co now and get 10% off your first purchase with promo code AH10. That's 10% off with code AH10. H-E-R-O dot C-O. Hello, welcome to Tag Talk. A little bit of a depressing day in wrestling, but you know what? We're here for you. <laughs> it's Tag Talk. We're here to talk tag team wrestling. My name is Kylie. This is Haley. And let's address the elephant in the room. Just right off the bat, right let's out of the gate. We know what you came it. for. We're here to give the people what they want. We come first the elite. So I'll just give a rundown. Okay. In case people maybe didn't hear, at the end of All Out, which is the AW pay-per-view this week, which was supposed to be our AW All Out review episode, but things have changed. Anyway, CM Punk goes into the press conference, and he basically trashes the elite, Hangman, Kenny Omega, and the Young Bucks, and Colt Cabana, says some, like, really unhinged things about them. The entire, his entire press conference is just absurd. To be honest, none of that needed to be said in public. So word on the streets is that he went backstage, was confronted by the elite in his locker room, and it turned into a physical altercation, a skirmish um, that somehow ended up with Ace Steel biting Kenny Omega. Um, Nick Jackson being knocked out with a chair. chair. Um, Jackson being punched. (laughs) Yeah, CM Punk is apparently injured. Uh, that's not like confirmed at the time of recording, but uh, and also we're recording this before any punishments have been doled out. Yeah. So when this airs, if someone's suspended, we don't know about this while we're recording. So just preface that. Um, so basically, the EVPs and the new trios champions threw down with the AW World Champion and his friend and you know producer in AW Ace Steel. So that's your little background in case maybe you've been off Twitter. I don't know. I wish I could say the same. <laughs> but listen, what is going on? Man, I, I don't know. And, you know, this is a case where, for me, like, CM Punk is one of my favorite wrestlers of all time. Like, I've, I've said that publicly. I love Punk. But right now, these this is one of those situations where, like, I just, you can't defend that kind of behavior, you know? And... You know, a lot of people are saying this is on the elite for storming mm-hmm. into his locker room while he was mad. I get that. But at the same time, he publicly addressed it to the media and fans watching at home and just publicly trashing Cabana specifically. Um, but all of the comments were totally unnecessary. And I just hope mm-hmm. that, you know, the proper measures are taken here. Yeah. That. Also, it just started thundering. So if you hear thundering, (laughs) I live in Florida. You're going to have to deal with it. But back to CM Punk. I don't agree with what he did. I don't agree. Apparently, this is drama that's been brewing. This isn't like a shock. This is something that's been happening between these two. I am very confused why Tony Khan didn't put a stop to it at the press conference. Why he didn't say, hey, we'll talk about that backstage. Uh, It looks makes Tony Khan look like the world's worst leader. Um, not here for that. I also don't understand why CM Punk had to do it at the press conference. Um, I understand he's angry. He's upset. He has a right to be. 
if, a, if some of the things are true. Um, but then on the flip side, the elite also has the right to be angry because they just got publicly humiliated by the world champion and arguably the biggest star in AEW, CM Punk. So while, and you know, physical altercations, I'm never here for it, especially in the workplace. That's coming from me, someone who has gotten in my fair share of fights in my life. Um, I've been to therapy, you know, and I'm reformed. And so I can recognize that maybe some of these guys need some therapy, but, (laughs) but back to, back to this situation, apparently Ace Steel's wife was in the room um, and Ace Steel wasn't. He came in and just got involved in the brawl, but a producer throwing a chair at a talent and an EVP and hitting him in the head and knocking him out, knocking him out. And potentially that was a situation that could have potentially ended Nick Jackson's career. And I'm not saying that to be dramatic. If that chair hit him hard enough, a head or a neck injury of that magnitude could have ended his career. So regardless, also Ace could have blinded gotta him. <laughs> yeah. Ace Steel's gotta go. With regard to the fight between, you know, Kenny Omega and uh, Matt Jackson and CM Punk, Kenny Omega apparently only fought Ace Steel and it was Matt and Punk, but those other three, I don't know where you go from here. You have Kenny Omega the Young Bucks, the foundation of the company your new trio's champions, and big wrestling stars. And then you have CM Punk, who I guess is just a a source of immense drama in AEW. Um, But he's your world champion. He's a big draw, big money, all those things. I don't know where AEW goes from here. You can do suspensions. You can fire a steal. But the truth is the drama is still going to be there. So how do you... In AW, how do you set up a system where we can resolve conflicts without coming to blows? That's a big problem. And the thing had, is, oh, sorry, go ahead. I was just going to say, we had Eddie Kingston and Sammy Guevara. Yeah. Um, there are a few other things I've heard about, but nothing has been confirmed. Yeah. But in terms of like, confirmed fights, yeah. this is upset. This, there's no reason for this. And you could say it's pro wrestling. This is how it's done, blah, blah, blah. It's 2022, not, not 1985. Let's move on. Like, also, these are grown men. They're all pushing, they're either 40 or pushing 40 years old. Like, there's just, there's no excuse for this kind of behavior and it shouldn't be rewarded in any capacity. And mm-hmm. I'm sorry, but the fans, like, you guys shouldn't want, you shouldn't want this. Um, yeah. There, there's a serious systemic problem in AEW and Tony needs to either hire proper parties to handle situations like this so he's not doing it himself or if he's going to choose to do it himself, then he needs to step up and take action. Because yeah. this shouldn't have happened, and I don't care that CM Punk is your biggest money draw in your company. Mm-hmm. Um, you should be completely unbiased in this and look at it from a perspective of, you know, do I suspend? Like, what do I do? Um, if you're not going to fire him, he needs to be suspended. And yeah, yeah, that's that. And I got a lot of heat for saying this on Twitter, but I think it's true. I think Tony Khan has proven that he has difficulties in leadership and he wants to be friends with everyone. But genuinely, I don't, I don't think Tony Khan cares that much about individual talent. I think he cares about the perception of AW being a family. And I think that is hindering his ability to be an effective leader, Uh, not to get too academic or boring, but what we're seeing is behavior that someone who wants to be one of the boys would do. And not stopping CM Punk from saying what he said. And 
allowing these rivalries and this drama to fester until it reaches a point where we have talent fighting like this in ways that could potentially end their careers. And the CM Punk injury in the Nick Jackson situation, it just goes to show that Tony Khan has difficulty in in the bad side of wrestling. So I said on Twitter, maybe Tony Khan should have been a silent investor from the beginning. And what I mean by that is maybe Tony Khan should have put the money up front and let someone who knows how to be a leader, knows how to handle wrestlers and all these big personalities and all this drama, rather than Tony Khan taking a chance on managing a locker room with some of wrestling's biggest stars. Regardless of how you feel about that statement, regardless of how you feel about Tony Khan, the truth is since 2019 when AW started, we've seen an insane amount of drama in AW. And the last four or five months, it's only escalated. So there's big issues here. And hiring people to be, you know, giving them promotions, whatever. That's great for communication. That's great, whatever. But, like, where is our system of accountability here? Well, and, two, I think that Tony is kind of in the boat of, like, controversy. Controversy. Excuse me. Mm -hmm. The chai is kicking in. um, Creates uh, cash. And, you know, that's all fun and great. But controversy is more like the MJF situation. Controversy Mm -hmm. is not shoot fights between your EVPs and talent in the locker room after one of your biggest pay-per-views of the year. Yeah. That's not controversy. That's poor leadership. Yeah. And um, a lot of reports are saying that the drama between CM Punk and the Young Bucks has been sort of brewing for many years, at least since 2019. Um, So why this hasn't been addressed yet, that's concerning. And I don't put this all on Tony Khan. I agree that CM Punk and the Young Bucks have to bear some of the responsibility here because they're grown adults and you can sit down and you can talk it out. But I do think it's a little concerning that CM Punk has this history of being difficult. And he's in AEW, he's the world champ, he's given everything basically that he wanted, and he's still being difficult. That's a problem. And now he's world champ and you have the, you know, the return of a big young star MJF and his big return. And this whole story of MJF feuding with Tony Khan, essentially is sort of undermined because now we have this real life situation that hasn't been resolved. Like the MJF thing and MJF has to be world champion. I don't care what you think about CM Punk, how you feel about the elite, whatever, but I think all AW fans, we need to get on the same page and that, CM Punk cannot be world champion. Well, and the thing that sucks is this needs to happen immediately. Yeah. Like, Punk needs to get stripped of that title. Max needs to win. And he needs to get suspended. Or fired, but he's not going to get fired, so suspended. Um, but the problem is, like, this could have been a, like, full-fledged out story. And it really, not that MJF really needs it, but, you know, yeah. it could catapult him into, you know, the next level. Mm-hmm. And now we're not going to get that, you know? And that that really, that sucks for him specifically. Yeah, and it it's really weird because um, in MJF's promos, in his original feud with Punk, and in Kingston's promos, we saw this, and not in Hangman, but we'll get to that in a minute. We saw them kind of say, like, CM Punk is a snake, and he's not who he says he is. And Eddie Kingston even went as far as to say, no one wants you here. Yeah, no all the people have said this, and yeah, he has only gone after... Um, 
Hangman and the Bucks. So and and whether that's because Hangman's friends with the Bucks and he has beef with the Bucks, or maybe Eddie and MJF cleared it with him beforehand. Yeah, I don't care. Regardless of what has happened in the past, I think it's clear that CM Punk shouldn't have said what he said in the press conference. I think he shouldn't have thrown a punch at Matt Jackson, regardless of how many men were in his locker room. And I also think the elite, they were very emotional. I get it, but they shouldn't have approached him like that. So I don't think this is all CM Punk. I don't think it's all the elite. I also blame Tony Khan. And if Tony Khan gets away without, you know, shouldering some of the responsibility here, that's that's going to be difficult to rationalize in the future because it's wrestling and there's always going to be conflict. There's always going to be drama. And if we set the precedent that Tony Khan allows it to escalate to points where we're resorting to physical violence in 2022, among your biggest stars and your biggest draws, uh, returning Kenny Omega and a returning CM Punk, that we can't, we cannot do that. People aren't going to put up with it. Wrestlers aren't going to put up with it. People aren't going to want to sign with AEW. People might even leave AEW, and that's not good for Tony Khan. No, it's not. And when AEW first started, there definitely was a lot of people who said, you need to have, you need to run the ship a little tighter. Like, there cannot just be everyone doing a free-for-all. And Tony Khan, at the end of 2019 into um, 2020, he definitely did pull back the reins a little bit. he took control of creative, all the things. But even then, I feel like there's definitely a big issue here. And you can say, oh, the issue is CM Punk's temperament. You could say, oh, the issue is, you know, Tony Khan loving his favorite toys and wanting to give them everything they want in the entire world. You could say the issue is the elite having beef with Tony Khan. Whatever you want to blame this on, what everyone has to agree on, regardless of your argument, is that this is a systemic issue in AW. This is not a one-time thing. So I don't know where AEW goes from here. Of course, like I said, we're recording this before any suspensions have been announced. Uh, if they're announced, um, I'll have it and I'll let you know. But I don't know. This is absurd. It's just, and, I, and honestly, All Out was a great pay-per-view. And, you know, we were both there. We had a great time, but, like, it's kind of starting to, like, this whole entire situation is kind of starting to hinder my, like, you know, excitement for mm-hmm. everything that we saw and everything that happened. And I think that sucks <laughs> a lot. Yeah. Um, I don't know how other people feel, but that's how I feel. No, I did a poll and I asked, um, does the AW backstage drama affect your ability to enjoy AW content? And a lot of people said, no, I'm, I'm, you know, good at, I've been a WWE fan. I'm good at separating like the yeah. ethics of a company from, you know, the, the product and the, the talent, which is good. But I'm, I don't think I'm able to do that. Like, in my, I don't think my yeah. brain works that way. Um, and part of the reason why I don't support WWE as much as I used to in the past, that's all ethical and moral reasons. Uh, which I'm not going to get into right now. This is not the place. Cashback is not available on gas in New Jersey and Wisconsin. Hey, good morning. You're heading the airport, right? Yeah, thanks for checking. I like the car. How long have you been a rideshare driver? About three years now. I really enjoy it. Isn't it hard to make money these days with the price of gas being so high? Not for me. I use Upside, the free app that gives you cash back for every gallon of gas you buy. Wait a minute. Are you saying you actually get real money back when you get gas with the Upside app? Yep, I get real cash back every time I get gas. Does that actually add up to anything? I'll make around $200 
$300. Wow, that's serious extra cash. I'm downloading the Upside app now. Download the free Upside app now to earn real cash back every time you buy gas. Use promo code CAR for an extra 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. You can cash out anytime right to your bank account, PayPal, or a gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free Upside app and use promo code CAR for a 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. That's code CAR. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. But I have trouble when I watch AEW and I see some of the issues, not just this, but a lot of issues in the past. I have trouble accepting that we're just going to say Tony Khan is the best booker and promoter in wrestling when he's a promoter who can't control his locker room. He can't be a leader. And when you have Chris Jericho being the voice of reason, I have trouble with that. Not that Chris Jericho can't be the voice of reason or whatever. He has a lot of experience in wrestling. I'm sure he's experienced this before. But that's Tony Khan's job. Chris Jericho shouldn't be in a position where he has to break up fights and resolve tension and do all these things because he's a talent. He's not Tony Khan. So that's my biggest issue, that Tony is just, Letting this happen, and for what? And I don't want it to seem like we're completely, like, crapping on Tony Khan. Obviously, we're both big supporters of AEW, mm-hmm. and we love the product. But, again, as we've said in the past with WWE and AEW, um, you know, there are times that we have and will be critical of them, and this is one of them. Um, I just hope that something changes very soon. Because this is scary. And the fact that, uh, you know, there were reports about the Bucks and Kenny uh, wanting to walk. Not a good situation. No. And how do I say this delicately? I think Tony Khan needs to have a comeback down to earth moment. And the honeymoon period for AW has faded. We are in the trenches Mm -hmm. and you get back out of the trenches when you can lead people out of them. And he needs to look at himself and figure out what's going right and what's going wrong and adapt accordingly. Because this is, you don't have WWE money and WWE leverage to be able to continue running when you're in the trenches for years and years and years. AEW is too new and not as well, and not as well established. They can't do that. So this needs to be fixed now. And Grand Slam is a good opportunity to do that. But I would like to see changes now, like for this Dynamite. Um, Will it happen? I don't know. I'm not entirely convinced that um, Tony Khan is 
interested in that. I don't think he, maybe he's realized the extent of the problem. Yeah. Um, I don't know. And you know, the problem for me is like, and I'm not trying to make this like a WWE, AEW, WCW situation, but I never understood, or maybe I just, I did, but like, I didn't see the capacity of like the WCW comments and comparisons, but like, I'm starting to see it now. And yeah. you know, with WWE kind of on this like rise right now with Triple H, um, kind of like spearheading things, uh, it's a scary spot to be in for AEW. You know, they had that really high point um, for a couple years, and it really peaked last summer, and now it's starting to kind of go down. And things like this are only going to make it worse. Um, so, you know, yeah. I hope this gets fixed as soon as possible. Um, fingers crossed. I don't know. Uh, while we're recording, Sean just tweeted, ah, boy. So I think this, a decision has been made on maybe blame or punishment. Yeah. Um, of course we don't know that right now while we're recording this and maybe everything we just said makes no sense once it comes out. I don't know. Um, but to be honest, I don't care because regardless, there are clear issues with AW's company structure and how they approach these types of issues and they need to be fixed. That being said, trio's final at All Out. Uh, Haley and I were there. We were. So we have a unique perspective of it. Um, You know, this was a match we were both very excited for. um, And I think it delivered. I haven't gotten a chance to go back and watch it yet because I Mm -hmm. got home and passed out (laughs) last night. Um, But man, what a match. And there were just, there were so many great moments. You know, Hangman and Matt uh, being in the ring together, Nick doing hit the buckshot lariat, um, that moment where they kind of redid the full gear from last year um, when Hangman won the title and Matt was on the outside and, you know, Mm -hmm. Hangman was getting ready to do the buckshot and Matt was like, nope, not this time. (laughs) I love that moment. I thought it was, it was a great match. Um, I adored this match. I thought Kenny, um, not that this, we looked so good. Yeah. Not that this is a thirsting podcast. Kenny looks healthy and strong. And he wrestled healthy and strong. Yeah, And I love to see it, especially because, listen, we got worked, I'll admit it, when he was on Jabaley's Twitch stream and he was talking about major setbacks and we got worked. But Kenny looked great here. Um, I also love the parallels uh, when Omega and Hangman were in the ring to Omega Okada. Loved it. Um, a lot of, not replicated spots, but a lot of similar spots. I thought that was really well done. Um, I think uh, Silver and Reynolds, this was game-changing for them as wrestlers. Yeah, I think Reynolds. Yeah. I think they looked more serious and more athletic than they've ever looked. And on Being the Elite, which was today, not yesterday, um, they, Matt Jackson kind of alluded to that. Like, you're not just joke guys on Being the Elite. Like, this was big for you. And I loved the tension between Hangman and the Dark Order in the way that Hangman was like, I don't want you to beat up Matt Jackson in a way that's going to hurt him this badly. Yeah, pushing him away during, or pushing them away during the match, away from Matt. Yeah. And it reminds me of um, Hangman and Omega versus the Young Bucks Mm -hmm. when Omega was like the voice of reason. And he was like, what are you doing, Hangman? Like, this is not okay. Uh, 
I really love that. I love the dynamic here. I'm really glad this ended up being our trios final because I don't think we would have gotten this degree of storytelling with any other match. And, you know, people had comments about the Dark Order making it this far, but they really, really, really needed this. They've lost so many members um, and they've kind of been put on the back burner when they were kind of, you know, one of the core pieces of AEW for a while. Um, So they really needed this. Um, and it was really a star-making performance for Reynolds in AEW. Mm-hmm. Um, I think a lot of people um, kind of underestimate how good of a wrestler he is. So I'm glad we kind of got to see that play out in this match. Um, and yeah, I just loved it. And then on BTE as well, when the Bucks went into the Dark Order locker room and they were like, where's Hangman? And he just wasn't there. Yeah. Uh, I also... I thought it was interesting. Uh, I don't know where they go from here, though. Uh, after the match, the elite are celebrating, whatever. Hangman yeah. is with the Dark Order, and he's like, because it was Hangman's fault that the elite won. He was the mm-hmm. one who took out um, Johnny Hungy. Yeah. But they, there was a lot of fighting there and a lot of tension and conflict, and Hangman hesitated on the ramp. Yeah, he, he, wa- he thought for a moment, maybe I should go you know, shake hands with the elite or celebrate with the elite, whatever he was thinking. So I do think Hangman rejoining the elite is coming. Um, The existence of Adam Cole here, though, kind of like puts a little caveat on all of this because Adam Cole could very quickly break down the elite because he knows that they wanted Hangman and not Omega and it'll be a whole thing and blah, blah, blah. But as of right now, I think this is the most fleshed out and the best told story in AEW. Maybe in all of wrestling right now. I'd, I'd go that far to say it. And this match showed why. It wasn't that long. I I expected it to be longer. I was not ready. Yeah, I think it was like 20, 25 minutes, somewhere around there. It was very early on the card. Um, yeah, it was an excellent match. Um, I'm, I'm going to have to go back and rewatch it because I, listen, <laughs> I am so here for the elite being 100% well, I guess now they're not 100% healthy, thanks to, you know, a steel in his chairs. <laughs> but o- Omega looked better than he's looked in a long time, even pre-injury hiatus. The Young Bucks were on another level. Uh, now we got the Dark Order, who are a credible threat, and they, they could be in the tag team division doing stuff. I don't know. But in terms of tag team and trios wrestling, AEW is finally on the up and up. I'm here for it. Yeah, and I also wanted to say one of my favorites uh, parts. I didn't see it in the match, but it was on BT, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, when I believe it was Nick and Hangman, they did the little handshake in the ring. Oh, I popped. Yeah, I was like, if "Oh, you watch also- exercise wrestling." We talked about that, but anyway. Yeah. Also, the pop for Omega and Hangman tagging in to face each other, and they went to go hug. Oh, loved it. So good. <laughs> <laughs> here we go again anyway <laughs> so let's talk about another controversial thing the acclaimed versus in our glory listen i did not expect this match to be my match of the night but it mm-hmm. was it, it was excellent delivered over delivered excellent and i i truly think i didn't think that the crowd was going to be super into it like that i mean like obviously you know aw fans love the acclaimed they love in our glory but I think as time went on, people were like, they went from like, ha ha ha, like the acclaimed to more like, oh wow, like the acclaimed are like actually a credible threat to Swerve in Our Glory. Like 
they're great wrestlers and they really got behind them. Mm-hmm. And I look, I know we had talked about this on uh, the last tag talk that we did. Um, and you convinced me that the acclaim should have won. And I was like, or should win. And I was like, yeah, you know, I'm starting to see it. And, you know, I wish Tony would have seen the crowd's reaction and called an audible and been like, listen, the acclaim has to win. That didn't happen. And I'm upset. If there's one thing I'm good at in this world, it's reading the room. And I knew the acclaim should have won when I saw the reaction to their promos on Dynamite and how much people loved them. Um, the acclaimed have never really been in AW at least in a big match scenario like this. Uh, and oh boy, listen, the crowd loved them. The, and there were a lot of great chants, a lot of, you know, calls for scissoring, a lot of things. But at its core, this was a very well wrestled match. Yeah. And because of injuries and things, uh, we haven't seen Bowens really. So good in this match. Um, he's had great matches, of course, but he's never been like this. I thought this was an excellent showing for him. Max Caster was amazing as always, deceptively large. Yeah. Um, Sword of Dark Glory was great too, but I ha- my main problem with this was the acclaim didn't win, even after the crowd was behind them the whole match. People were on their feet for every near fall because they wanted the acclaim to win so badly. That is something so special and so you know good for the tag team division. We haven't had that in so long. Like a and. The acclaimed as the first homegrown tag champs would have been such a fantastic story to tell. And throughout the match, we still got teases that Swerve and Lee are not on the same page. They're like clunky offense. They're accidentally hitting each other all the time. My worry now is that the crowd is going to take their frustration about the acclaimed not winning and assign it to Swerve in our glory. They were getting it was really, good. really bad. The crowd was booing so loud. Yeah. Like, um, bigger booze than anything else on the card. Seriously. Um, and for me, like, I wish the Acclaims would have won here, and then we would have mm-hmm. got, like, the breakup. Maybe not right now, or maybe, I don't know. But I do think that Swerve would benefit greatly, maybe even going after a title. Maybe after the um, TNT title. I would love to see him in a match with Wardlow. Yeah. Um, I don't know, maybe Tony just underestimated. He seems to underestimate a lot of things. Maybe he underestimated how much the fans love the acclaimed, and maybe the next time they have a match together, they'll win. Um, I hope that's the case. Um, But it was a really great match, my match of the night for sure. Yeah, earlier today I tweeted a thread about ways that you could fix AEW at Grand Slam. Uh, one of the things was crown the acclaimed and dissolve Swerve in Our Glory. And a lot of people were like, but I, Swerve in Our Glory as a tag team isn't the problem. And while I agree with that, the issue is the story they've been telling the entire time is the, the dissolution of Swerve in Our Glory. Mm-hmm. And That's giving them that win when the crowd was that far behind the acclaimed was a big mistake. Dissolving them right then and there that would have been excellent for the acclaimed and excellent for Swerve in Our Glory. That was the moment. And it didn't happen. Instead, we got the crowd angry, booing Swerve in Our Glory, mocking their chance with, you know, the acclaimed scissoring lingo and things like that. And that is a big stain on this match. And it's going to be a big stain on Swerve in Our Glory's reign. I agree. I hope the acclaimed win sooner than later. I really do. 
And that's not a knock on Swerve and Our Glory at all. I love them and I love them as champs, but I just, I think it's the acclaimed time. I 100% agree. I, when you look at the tag team division, the landscape of the tag team division, and you take out the people who are in trios and are probably going to stay in their trios for a little while at least, there's no one positioned high enough to take down Swerve and Our Glory than the acclaimed. And you could argue FTR, but we'll talk about FTR in a minute. Um, so yeah, I this is genuinely a baffling booking decision for me. I don't get it. I didn't mean uh, and Tony does love his stories of baby faces like losing and losing and losing and finally overcoming the giant. Uh, we saw with him so overplayed though. Yeah, like and even if that was the case, like calling an audible and swerving the crowd, like oh yeah, and and listen. The acclaimed have been losing and losing and losing. Bowens has been injured like 30 times. You have Max Caster, who, you know, had to do his sensitivity training and has to had to grow as a person. So, like, we're finally at a place where, you know, his growth as a person and his health, physical health, they've matched up. They got daddy ass with them. Like, I genuinely, like, I would love to talk to Tony Khan about this because how do you make that decision? I, I'm, my mind is scrambled. I know, when they got the pin, I was sitting there like, wow. I was like, what do you mean? What? I was waiting for something to happen in the match to get restarted. I, I know. Like, Crazy. I don't know, man. I, I don't know. There's no, there's nowhere to go from here unless you do FTR. And then FTR versus Swerve in our glory, is that as good as FTR versus the Bucks? No. It just isn't. So I genuinely... No clue. No clue. The the direction for the tag division has never been less clear. And, like, normally we don't say that. Like, normally for us, the tag division has always been one of the strongest points of AEW. But right now, I don't know. He Uh, saw, Tony Khan saw, you know, WWE and all their problems with the tag divisions and was like, you know what, hold my beer. (laughs) And not in a good way. (laughs) Yeah, and you know what? That brings us into FTR and Warlow versus... Jay Lethal and Motor City Machine Guns. This was a good match. It was okay. Um, the highlight of the match was an eight-year-old little girl. Yes, we have gripes, okay? I thought that this match was going to be great. And again, we talked about it um, on our, like, pre-all-out show that we did. Mm-hmm. And we both agreed that this was going to either overshadow the Trios tournament match, or, I mean, it was going to be really good. Because you had Motor City Machine Guns there, FTR. Um, I thought we were going to get more with that, um, especially if we are eventually going to get like a match between them. Um, didn't really, like you said, the match was okay. Um, kind of just felt like they were there. Um, but yeah, Dax's daughter coming out was a very wholesome moment. Love that so much. So cute. Yeah. I was shocked at how ultimately vanilla this match was i you have ftr motor city machine guns in there and you granted that straight up tag team match probably would have been better than this situation and uh jay lethal that's probably a definite i was absolutely appalled (laughs) by one the fact that this match and i don't want to i don't want to trash on it too much but it did this match felt like an afterthought in comparison to every other trios match on the card. You know, trios delight here at AW. Um, 
it lacked a lot of creativity for me. It lacked a lot of inspiration. It felt very, and I hate to say this, it felt very WWE in the the framework of it, the style, all of that. Um, Cash Wheeler looked great. I thought, um, I thought maybe he was the best performance of the entire match. Um, the crowd was super into Motor City. The crowd was into this, and then they weren't. And I think a lot of that has to do with the fact that the expectations were so high that it would have been difficult for them to meet it, but not impossible. And ultimately, little Finley, the eight-year-old girl, coming out, breaking Sanjay Dutt's pencil and pinning him, got the biggest pop of the entire match. Yeah. And Samojo, he's here. Oh, yes. Somehow he's here. He's thrown in here with these guys because Jay Lethal Samojo is the endless feud. So I... I enjoyed this match, and I know you're you're a bigger um, FTR fan. Not, I mean, I love FTR, but you know, everybody knows you love FTR. Um, gotta watch myself. <laughs> um, but uh, you know, I felt like this was just kind of like compensation for FTR being the number one contenders for the mm-hmm. tag titles and never getting their shot at the titles and Wardlow being champion and just needing to get him on the card. Like it just felt like compensation. And like you said, an afterthought, and that really sucks. Um, FTR is arguably one of the best tag teams in AEW and all of wrestling. Wardlow is a fantastic champion Mm -hmm. and I had very high expectations, but they weren't. Yeah. And Wardlow was the most over thing in this entire match. Exactly. People on Twitter have been talking about Wardlow's cooled off. We Like, Wardlow got screwed over, whatever. And Wardlow did get screwed over at Double or Nothing. That's undeniable. But the way that crowd changed for Wardlow, regardless of who was in the ring, he was the most over thing in this match. And I think a lot of the shine is being taken away from FTR with, like, backstage stuff that's happening. Yeah. Um, that comes back to, you know, the issue with AW and their backstage issues and whatever. I was... And I have watched a lot of Motor City Machine Guns. I've watched a lot of FTR. There were a lot of ways they could have gone with this and made it interesting, and they didn't. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what the reason is. They had time. It wasn't a particularly short match. Um, but when you have the Elite story, and then you have the House of Black, who are fantastic wrestlers and are going to show up in the ring regardless of who they're against, and you're like the third trios match, and you can't top you know, the acclaimed for match of the night and you can't top anything else that's on the card. That's a problem. And I'm not, listen, I love FTR. I'll always love FTR. They're branded on me forever. Like we're not, we're not, I'm not trashing them for no reason. I just, if FTR as the number one contenders of the tag division, they're going to be the next tag champs. If they're going to be the next tag champs, um, you know, something might happen. They might not be the next tag champs, whatever. You can't. Like, they're, they're over. People chant FTR. But over the acclaimed? Like, if you take if you take their matches from All Out and you compare them, you cannot put FTR as champs of the tag division over the acclaimed. Not now. Mm-hmm. Not now. You can't. You can do them later, FTR versus the acclaimed. But it's the acclaimed time. It's their time. It's not FTR's time. And I don't think people would be mad if FTR won. Um, but listen, we can't screw the acclaimed over here. They got screwed over once to all out. If they get a shot at Grand Slam, it's got to be them. They have to win. They're complete. Listen, 
please <laughs> save your tag division. I can't. can't. I, and genuinely, and I know I said this on the All Out uh, preview, FGR and Wardlow moving into the tag, or trios division, that's, I'm fine with that. That would be cool. I would like to see them as a trio, as like the pinnacle. Uh, you know, MJF's off with his new squad, which is, <laughs> even club. Why is the gun club there? Why is the gun? Listen, I hate the gun club. Well, we know. <laughs> we know. <laughs> and listen, genuinely, how are they in the same faction at the same level as Ethan Page? No idea. Why? Anyway, back to the FTR. This match was okay. One of the weakest of the night, though, on a mm-hmm. card that had a lot of excellent matches. Um, yeah, just not good. <laughs> Not weaker than Jungle Boy and Christian, though, but that's a whole at, least with, at least with Jungle Boy and Christian, we got a little bit of spice. Oh, that that <laughs> him flying through the table, coming out as Jack Perry. Love that. Luchasaur, listen, oh, Luchasaurus this is a tag match, but I have to tell you guys. Um, people have been telling me for a very long time that Luchasaurus is actually still a heel. He's going to turn on Jungle Boy. I know that. I'm. I know how to read a story. I knew where it was going. The issue is, it's a bad story. That's it. Anyway, back to tag team wrestling. Um, yeah, I don't know what happened. I want FTR Motor City on their own next time, if we can have that. Um, I'm sick of Jay Lethal, sick of Samoa Joe and Jay Lethal fighting. Uh, shout out to Finley, you killed the girl. Anyway, our third trios match, because this is Trio City in AW. We had House of Black with a killer entrance. 10 out of 10, so good. Against the anti-pagan squad of Miro, Darby Allen, and Sting. Darby got a fresh new tat. Did you see that on his back? I didn't. Look. Oh, he's got a spine. Oh, wait. No, yeah, I saw it on his back. Spine tat, right? Yeah. Yeah. So good. It looks really good. It does. Anyway, this match was excellent. I mm-hmm. thought it was good. The House of Black, I love them so much. I think they're so cool. Um, and... I feel like they're always one of those teams that, like, you just can't help but be mesmerized when they're in the ring. Yeah. And I think they're great with Malachi seemingly stepping back and taking care of his mental health and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, I hope everything, or we both hope everything, you know, works out for him. But mm-hmm. I feel like this gives a chance to uh, everybody else in the group to kind of, you know, step up and do something different. I would love to see Brody, maybe even Julia Hart. Would love to see Julia Hartley lead the House of Black. That'd be really cool. Um, they yeah. give her what to do. Love that. Yeah. Um, Malachi took a bow after the match. I'm, I don't want to assign meaning to his actions because I'm not Malachi yeah. and I don't want to speculate about something as serious as this. Um, but I would love to see Buddy Matthews uh, and, you know, Brody go into the tag division. I thought th- I think that'd be awesome. Um, Buddy's a little bit of a weird fit here because, <laughs> listen... He's the, of all the of the other three, like with the other three in mind, he's the least House of Black to me. Like in his appearance and the way he presents himself, the way he wrestles, whatever. Uh, but I love him. I thought he looked great in this match. He really did. Yeah, I think Buddy and Darby, that match would be five stars. You could give them five minutes, and they'd pack a forty-five minute match in there. They're one of those um, like duos that are like soulmate type of. Um, Opponent. Like team ups, you know. Yes, would love to see that. Yeah, I thought Sting was good in this match, but Sting is always good. I it's was a little. 
I was a little curious at the end. Uh, Malachi got pinned, of course, yeah. by Darby, and Miro kind of like backs up the ramp, and he's like yeah. watching. So I wonder if we're gonna run Miro Darby back again. Um, I don't know if I'm into that, but I mean, Darby and Miro can make me into it. I trust them to do that. I love both of them as performers. Um, I hope House. I hope Malachi Black is okay. I hope House of Black sticks around because I think given time and a little more effort, especially with the reaction to their entrance, I think they could be big for AW. Listen, maybe this is how we get, we get Sting and Darby in the House of Black. I've Listen, I was talking about this with people in my section. I was like, Sting and Darby would be so cool in the House of Black. One, because, you know, Sting got misted, so presumably he can join. And two, Darby, the way Darby wrestles and the, like, lack of fear that he has is so reminiscent of the other three in House of Black. Uh, he'd be a natural fit. I think it'd be cool. They would probably, like, every one would get overshadowed a little bit. But if Darby's not doing anything in singles, really, uh, like we're cooling him off because he, we need his spot for someone else, why not? Yeah. Especially if Malachi is well and truly going to take his break for his mental health or whatever the reasons are, don't want to speculate. Um, I think a little more star power in there would be good. And Darby and Sting are stars in AW. Yeah, I would love to add a lot of credibility to the House of Black. Listen, they could turn on Miro and I would be here for it. I Look, it- if they're going to run back Darby and Miro, this is the only way I will accept it is if they join the House of Black afterwards. Yeah. It'd be good. I want to see Julia Hart getting some more wins, though. I know. Um, More meaningful wins, I should say. Yeah. More, like, TV time. More uh, not dark things. Yeah, I would um, love to see her in a title picture eventually. That'd be great. Yeah, I I would love to see... Well, Tony Storm is the women's champion. Interim women's champion. I don't know what's going on there. Um, but I would absolutely love to see her get in her first meaningful feud with the bunny. Um, I think house of black, you know, with Brody, buddy and Julia versus butcher blade and bunny would be excellent content. Uh, why we haven't done it yet. I don't know. I'm not Tony. Now's the time. There's never been (laughs) like right now. Come on, Tony, Tony. Follow me on Twitter, bud. I tweet booking things for you to steal all the time. You never do. It's free. And I, not everything needs to be so serious, Tony. You can have fun, Tony. And your fun doesn't have to include CM Punk. That's true. You got a good roster, Tony. Listen, but that match would do well for both sides. Yeah. We don't speaking really of, speaking of mixed that. tag, uh, Sammy and Ty Mello and Ruby and Ortiz. <sighs> I hated this. And See, I, I didn't know we were going to talk about this, but here we go. I, I just remembered it happened. Like, I blocked it out. <laughs> yeah, on zero hour. Oh, listen, as much as I love Ruby and Ortiz, I wasn't excited that they were running this match back at all. Mm-hmm. Um, I just, I wasn't into it, really. It wasn't for me. No, I thought it was funny, the the golf cart spot and then the entrance and then lifting him and bringing him out i love that part yes i love that um i just feel like and i think my issue comes down to sammy and timello and i don't think they need to be linked anymore and i Mm -hmm. tweeted this in my grand slam how to fix aw thing they need to run kit versus sammy again 
because I think resetting both of them, getting them back to their roots as like the first young guys feud in AEW would be good for both of them because Kip's whole story is like, I'm underrated, I'm over it, but he lost to Pack. And Sammy is like this, you know, larger than life personality who's like rich and he has a hot wife and all the things. Bringing him back down to earth would be good for him. So I think that's where they need to go. Um, I don't think Tony's going to do it because I genuinely don't think he cares enough to do it. But I think it would be a good feud for them. But regardless, the lack of regard for Sammy and Ty Mello by the crowd was scary. And I do think Sammy has progressed the least of the pillars. Um, But in terms of character, in terms of in-ring, all the things, all the attributes, Jungle Boy got his ass beat and had a better performance than Sammy Guevara in a mixed tag with Ruby and Ortiz. And here's my problem. Here's the problem that I have. Ty, for me, uh, she, she, I think she's a great wrestler. Um, And she kind of had her moment last year. She was on the up and up. Mm-hmm. And then as soon as she teamed with Sammy, and we had said this on other shows and things, we were like, this is going to be very bad for her being linked to Sammy. And that's proving mm-hmm. right. Um, I think it's only hurting her. Um, they need to cut that soon. Um, I would rather see her um, back with Anna Jay. I love those two together. If you're yeah. going to pair her up with somebody, let it be Anna Jay. Um, yeah. You know, they could get some really meaningful wins as a tag team. Um, and just to no, say, I, agree. I would love to see, especially if we're going to introduce the women's titles down the line, um, keeping them together, I think would be good. Better than Ty and Sammy. Just stop it. Yeah. I don't care. And, and not to keep referencing my Grand Slam thread, but, you know, I'm kind <laughs> of... I'm I'm kind of good at this, but anyway, <laughs> shameless self promo. Um, running back Ty and Anna versus Penelope Ford and the Bunny. That would be great storytelling. Now with Penelope and Bunny as you could make them baby faces, and Ty and Anna as heels. Uh, we think back to that um, it was street fight. It yeah, was. what they called it a street fight. Yeah. Looking back at that now with how different it is for them, especially in the women's division and them as individuals, that would be so good for the women's division and so good for Ty. Um, Anna, she, Anna's whatever. She can turn on a dime and people will love her because dark order. Once you're dark order, you're just granted. People are going to love you. It's just how it is. Um, but for Ty, she needs something like that. And breaking up her and Sammy, sending Sammy to do something, preferably with Kip, and sending Ty to do this, sort of running back the past. This is a time when I think rematches are appropriate. Yeah. Um, just because it fits in the story. And regardless, um, this mixed tag was not for me. Um, it was a little, it's very sloppy, especially from Ty Mello's part. Um, whether that's her fault or I don't know, I don't want to. I don't want to discuss that. But regardless, this is the worst thing in AW. I can confidently say that. Um, AW's product, I should say, backstage fights is definitely way worse. Um, I hate it. Legitimately. Jericho Appreciation Society is one thing. Uh, I love the sports entertainers. That's it. We love 2.0. Um, but back to your point about uh, TJ and Penelope and Bunny. Uh, 
I would love to see that too. Um, especially because like Penelope's just returning. Um, she could get, you could put them over. That'd be a really great win mm-hmm. for her. Um, yeah, I would love to see that for sure. But I don't know if we're going to get it. I, I have never felt less confident in Tony Khan as a booker and promoter as I do right now. And a lot of that does have to do with the backstage fight. Um, but also a lot of it has to do with the acclaimed issue, you know, the 9,000th match of Ruby and Ortiz versus Sammy and Ty. Um, all that was very good in general. I thought it was a very well done pay-per-view. I love the MJF surprise at the end. Um, but I have big issues with Tony Khan and they're on display for the world to see. Uh, so I hope a lot, and listen, I've had these issues with Tony Khan for a long time and none of you believed me, but now, now you believe me and that's what matters. Listen, some people will say the proof is in the pudding, but for me, I feel like no matter who it is, you guys, Tony is not your friend. Triple H is not your friend. They're in it to make money and that's what it's about. And you know, it's, it's a selfish thing. Um, but at the same time, you can like a product and still call out issues, especially if they're systemic issues. Um, and that doesn't necessarily mean that you're crapping on an entire company. Yeah. You know, just saying. No, I definitely agree. Um, AW's at a crossroads here. And there's mm-hmm. it's either you continue growing as a company or you sink down to the bottom. Because regardless of how much money Tony Khan pumps into this, regardless of how much how many connections he has, how many you know, big business people he gets on his side. If the fans aren't on Tony Khan's side and they don't have confidence in him as a booker, no one's going to watch the show. It's that simple. And if he continues to make mistakes like he did with the acclaimed, like he's doing with Ruby Soho and Ortiz, uh, like he's doing with FTR, like he's doing basically everything in this company. (laughs) And it's when the honeymoon period, it was so much easier to excuse these things. You know what I mean? Um, but now we're like, we're, like I said, we're in the trenches. Yeah. And the, this is, this is low. This is very low for AEW. Uh, the fight, the booking, all the things combined. This was a bad weekend for them, regardless of how good the in-ring wrestling was. So that being said, Dynamite is tomorrow. It's going to be interesting. MJF has a promo. I imagine Max Caster's got a rap prepared to, you know, deliver to all of us. <sighs> I don't know, man. I am, I am not confident in this. I'm very nervous. <laughs> I'm very nervous too. I and like I said, we haven't like no one's reported on um, suspensions, firings, fines, whatever. Um, I imagine they're coming, and we're all just gonna have to accept it, whatever it might be. Uh, regardless. We crowned new trios champions, and now we're like, well, one, who's challenging them? No clue. No, two, literally. Two. Look, <laughs> they got in the backstage. So, I, I, I mean, I expect them to be suspended at the very least. So, where do we go from there? I don't know. Tag team division is awry. Who would have thought? Not me. Guess <laughs> right now. Um, tune in next week. <laughs> uh, this was a this was a dark <laughs> and gloomy episode of Tag Talk. And it's dark um, and gloomy outside, so... It's dark and gloomy outside. I'm dealing with the thunder and the rain. Same. Um, the sun is out a little bit. It looks brighter than it actually is. Um, 
this was this was a bad week for AEW, and we didn't talk about anything WWE. That was by design because we had a lot to say about AEW. It's not that we don't care about WWE. So before you go with that, keep that in mind. Um, we were also a little busy this weekend. Yeah, AW, AW news was just at the forefront, and we wanted we had a lot of thoughts on it, so we wanted to share them with you. Um, that being said, this was oh yeah, we have matching shirts. We got them all out. Shout out to the elite. Oh, wrong side, the elite. Love Kenny. Um, thank God CM Punk is not on the shirt. Um, anyway, <laughs> but you know who is? Anyway, the peacemaker. Where is he? <laughs> Peacemaker Chris Jericho, there he is. Yeah. Chris, I'm sorry I ever said a bad thing about you. Peacemaker, locker room leader, love you. Anyway. That's just a new gimmick, the peacemaker. Anyway, oh, maybe not. That's that's John Cena. <laughs> peacemaker, but listen, it's go, it feeds into a sports entertainer thing. Jericho, listen. Jericho, listen. Call you have me. Right with you, but <laughs> listen. Jericho, I have personal issues with you, but you know what? I don't have issues with peacemakers. So, <laughs> we listen. We had to end on a positive note, and I'm glad we did. Haley, give them your plugs. Listen, uh, you guys can follow me on Twitter right there as always. Check out Romanticized Wrestling at Romantic Wrestle on Twitter. But yeah, you can find everything I'm doing on Twitter. That's basically. You can follow me on Twitter at Fuller underscore Kylie. I post all kinds of things there. Um, you want to participate in my polls. I do them all the time. Love you guys. So great. Um, you can see us every week on Tag Talk. Our normal time slot is Sunday at 5 on Fightful Overbooked. Uh, we didn't have a show this week because we were traveling for All Out and we just couldn't line up to film. It just didn't work. So shout out to Jeremy Lambert for giving us um, the space to do Tag Talk this week anyway. Um you can also see me every Monday at three on Body Slam for Code of Honor. We're on hiatus right now. Uh, we're having a little bit of a break while we figure out where we go from here with the podcast. Um, but we'll be back, I promise. Um, I'm also popping up on different podcasts and things. Regardless, follow me on Twitter for that. Uh, like this video, comment below. Let us know what you think about the Elite versus CM Punk uh, in a backstage fight. I'm very curious how other people are looking at this, and especially how they're looking at Tony Khan's role in this. So. Uh, comment below. You're, this isn't Twitter. You, just let me know your honest thoughts. We're fine. Uh, like this video. Subscribe to Fightful Overbooked. Lots of great shows coming out. Um, everyone's talking about <laughs> about their their beliefs about the punk feud uh, and punk versus the elite. So go check all those videos out. Um, I think that's all the plugs. I think I've covered everything Roman- at Romantic Russell on Twitter. Um, we have some ideas for videos. It's just a matter of getting down to film them. So if you have ideas for that, let us know. Anyway, big week for AW, big week for Tag Talk, big week for Tag Team Wrestling. Shout out Chris Jericho. Shout out Kenny Omega. Love you. See you guys next week. <laughs>